You're listening to an audio teaching from Rivers Harvest Church on Alaska, Wisconsin. For more information, please visit riversharvest.org. And remember, Jesus went about doing good, healing all those oppressed of the evil one. God bless. Well, this morning I get to share. We're going to do offering later, so you guys... Put the baskets down. If you don't like the message, don't give as much. <laughs> if you like the message, give a lot. I just, you know, I just don't want to be stoned. So I'm just, what I'm doing is, you know, I just want to bring you what the Lord is showing me. So Pastor Andy and the others that have been up here, we've been talking about the end times. And I just need to share with you that I love the end times. Now, some people can, can get fearful over the end times because, because they think of all the stuff that can happen. I'm excited about the end times because of all the stuff that's going to happen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen? So it excites me when we're talking about the end times because I'm not a man that lives in fear. I'm a man that lives in God. Yeah. So with God, all things are possible. Amen? I mean, the Word tells us that. So if we're living and we're wondering and we're thinking that, you know, because of all these things and you, you, you hear them all throughout the world and even in the United States, um, the attack on um, mankind, we get concerned about it. We get concerned about the United States and what it's going through. We get concerned about the people entering the United States and how that's going to affect us. And all I can say is, bring it on. <laughs> because we have an opportunity then to go out and bring forth the good news of Jesus Christ. So I say, if God is on us and in us and lives through us, that all we have to do is, even if we're walking out and amongst the people, that God's light would shine through us, and they might know that, hey, what's different about that person? Amen? Amen. I realize one thing, that I know when it's my time to go, I'm going to go. I'm not in fear of that. And what a better place to be than with my father. Amen. Amen? So to die is to what? Gain. So why do we live in fear in a day and age when we know, sure, all these rumblings and stuff are happening, but what it does is promoting the coming of Jesus Christ. I want to see my father. Are you excited about that? Hey, I tell you what. I'm excited about it. So I'm excited when we talk about the end times. I'm excited when we, when we realize that, hey, this is the day I may be a part of something or I am a part of something really special. And I get to share what God has given me. I get to share the good news of what he's done. Last week, <clears throat> excuse me, but last week, as, as during praise and worship, the Lord gave me a vision. And I didn't share that vision. I could have, but I didn't share that vision. And then Andy, Pastor Andy, asked me later, he goes, Craig, would you like to share next Sunday? And I went, oh, this is good. <laughs> this is good because God knew that he wanted to share this for this time, share that vision for this time, for today. So I'm going to give you part one of the vision, okay? What I saw that we were, we were during, <clears throat> is during praise and worship, and what I saw was a white horse. And on the white horse, I saw a rider all dressed in white. 
and I didn't see any face. When I looked beyond the rider and the horse, I saw it, it looked like smoke. <clears throat> and then I realized that it wasn't smoke, that it was clouds. Hold on to that thought, I'm stopping right there. Now, during, the, during praise and worship, <clears throat> how many of you were here last week? Was that good? Yeah. Was it good this morning? Yeah. Amen. Can we just do praise and worship and skip the word? Yeah, I believe sometimes we can. Amen. And last week was one of those times that I felt that we could do that. So what I'm going to do is, when I, and what I'm speaking about, and when I share this, I'm going to share parallels. And Corey, if you could put that up, we're going to go to Ezekiel 37. We're going to be talking about dry bones. So we got the first seven, seven verses in Ezekiel 37, and this is out of the NET, so um, I'm reading it there. But I realize that, you know, if we look at this literally, there's different theologians that think it's about, or, or they say that it's about, you know, uh, Israel and the death and resurrection of Israel. Or it's the end times and it's the res- resurrection of those dry bones coming forth going to heaven. I... You know, I get all that, but God spoke to me something a little bit different and is paralleling our lives, this area, uh, to Ezekiel 37 and the prophet when he came. He said, the hand of the Lord is on me and brought me out of this and brought me out by the spirit of the Lord in a place in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. He made me walk all around them. And I realized there's a great many bones in the valley and they were very dry. Now, let's parallel that to this area. And you've heard many times, even from the pulpit, pulpit about um, our heritage. Is a, there's a lot of Scandinavians. Amen? And so it's a very hard place, amen, to break through. I mean, I look at different places where we've tried to minister before, and it's tough. It's hard. But I also look at that as also that in these areas that they're filled with dry bones, or they're filled with things that can't receive. Now, you've seen, and I'm sure, and there's a lot of farmers and things in here, but you've seen the dry bones, and when they dry out, they begin to crack, and there's no moisture left in them. There's nothing in them anymore, amen? And you touch them, they're so brittle, they can crack, they can break, and they blow into the wind, amen? So, as I was looking about this, and I'm thinking about the area, and I'm thinking about what God wants to do, and I got to thinking that God has us as a people, and we get to walk out among them, and there's a great many of them, and they're in the valley, they're very dry, and he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said to him, Only by you they can. He knew that there was nothing that he could do, but he knew that God could do something. So as I'm looking at that, I'm looking at the surrounding area, and I'll tie all this in together, but... I look at all the dry bones. I, I look at the, uh, the dysfunction of, of and, and don't be mad at me, but I look at the dysfunction of the body of Christ. And I look how we're all separate in different ways. And, and there's, but you know what? There's things that, that God is doing and moving in different bodies of Christ, and he's bringing them together. Can you say amen? amen. So in this place, in this valley of dry bones, he said, Sovereign God, you know, 
Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and tell them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. He says, look, I am about to infuse breath into you and you will live. I will put tendons on you and muscles over you and you will and it will cover your skin. I will put breath in you, and you will live. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I commanded, and there was a sound when I prophesied, and I heard a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Now I want to share something a little bit to deer hunters here. I'm a deer hunter. Are there other deer hunters here? Okay, so there's a few of you. Um, I love archery. I'd rather do that than any kind of gun hunting. I'd rather be out in the woods. It's a lot more quieter. You don't have all the people running through the woods. And, but there's one thing that I do. When I want to attract a deer or a buck to come closer to me, there's something that I do, and all deer hunters know this, is we take horns and we rattle them together. Now, these horns are dry and they're old, right? They're often animals that... Either we found them because, as you know, that uh, deer, they shed their antlers every year. So it isn't something that continues to grow. They shed them. We can pick up the sheds. And anyway, so <clears throat> we take these horns and we rattle them together to attract another dominant buck. And what does that buck come in to do? What does he want to do? He wants to fight. He's looking for a fight. Amen. So as I, as I got to reading about the dry bones in here, and I'm thinking about all this rattling, and he said there was a sound. Well, who hears the sound, and what is that sound about, and what is that sound doing? It's all these bones coming together, or, dare I say, it's the body of Christ coming together. And there's a rattling, there's a shaking, there's a moving. And all of a sudden, things begin to happen. But they're coming together for one purpose. What is the purpose? The purpose is to come against the powers and the principalities of the enemy. Amen? So if we can put down all those things that have driven us apart as a community, as believers, and we bring them together under one focus, and that focus is, because we know, is the, is the enemy underfoot? Is he? Do we really believe that? Do we believe that he's defeated? We do. We have to. We have to believe that. But here's, let me, let me tell you a little story. A man went up on his roof, and he was going to fix his dish for his TV. And he began to slide down the roof, and he lost his footing. And as he began to slide, he, you know, he, he, there was nothing that he could grab on. I mean, he was clawing, he was digging, and he was looking for anything to grab onto. And he got to the bottom of the roof, and he grabbed hold of the, of the gutter, and he was hanging on, and his head was up, and he didn't know how far the ground was below him. And he was hanging on, and he said, oh, God, help me. That was his cry. Help me, Lord. And the Lord answered him and said, I'm here. He said, help me, Lord. I need help. And he goes, do you believe? He says, I believe, Lord. Do you trust me? He says, oh, Lord, I trust you. He said, then let go. And the man said, is there anybody else up there that's, that can help me? <laughs> now, isn't that like what, what we do as Christians? That sometimes we don't like the answers that are out there that God's trying to give us, so we have to call upon something else. I don't think that's the way. But God is saying to us that he wants to unite, he wants to bring together 
for the purpose of one thing, of bringing the gospel to those that are lost. For bringing the gospel to those, those dry bones out there. I look at the body of Christ and a lot of times I think that we are the dry bones. What do we do day after day? Now don't get me wrong, I'm not picking on everybody in here. I'm not picking on you all, okay? It's just that I know even for me, when, when it came time, you know, here's the funny thing. When it comes time to study the word and stuff, you know, what do you do when it comes time to study? And I'm guilty of this. Oh, brother, I've got all kinds of excuses, but that's not what I do. When it comes to time to study and I'm studying for the word of God, everything gets shut off. No outside TV, no outside music. I don't take phone calls. I don't any of this because I don't want any distraction because I'm saying, God, it's just me and you. Oh, there's temptations there. Oh, there's a good show that we could be watching. (laughs) But I don't want that to interfere with what God's doing because my prayer is that not only am I able to share, not only will the hearts be open, not only will the ears be open, but only God speaks through me. I don't want anything of Craig up here. All I want is God to go forth out of this vessel that he's using today. The amazing, the amazing part about this body that's here is that there are so many people, there's so many leaders, and we're all leaders that can share and that can give the word for the day. Amen? Amen. So it's really, I'm blessed to be the one that was asked today to share because anybody could have done it. Anybody could have shared. But God chose me today. Can you say amen? Amen. So I'm excited when I share the word. I'm excited when, you know, when we can bring together. And, you know, there's one thing I have to share, and this wasn't even part of it, but, and, and I don't want to embarrass anybody. But I want to thank the brother that's here from First Free. I know you all didn't know that, but I was introduced. And here's, here's, the, here's the greatest part about it. I was just introduced, and brother, I can't even remember your name, and I apologize. Joe. I met Joe downstairs, and he said, I understand you're the one speaking today. And I said, yes. And he goes, let me pray for you. Now, is that cool or What? I don't know the guy. I've never talked to him before. And his first words were, let me pray for you. Now, if we had that in the whole body of Christ, where everybody just went up to somebody else and you don't know, and they said, let me pray for you. Wouldn't that be a great thing? Wouldn't that be awesome? That's where God wants us to be as a people. He wants us to go out. He wants us to share. He wants to reveal himself through us. Because no longer is it about us. The only, problem, the only time that we have problems is when we put ourselves in front of him. And, that, and that's every aspect of our lives. You know, whether you have a business or, or whether you're, you know, you're farming or, or, or whether you're retired. Well, I've got a lot of things I can do today. I've got a lot of business people I need to meet today. But what if there's that one person that needs God today? That needs God tomorrow morning? That needs God when you're out having lunch. You know, I'm not going to go into the whole circumstance, but God spoke to me very clearly on Thanksgiving Day about someone in my family. 
and I shook it off. Because guilty, okay? I shook it off. I didn't say anything. And I just prayed about it. I thought, well, that's good enough. Got a phone call two days ago that he did the very thing that God spoke to me about and it could have been stopped. Isn't that something? Now, my prayer is that, God, I want to hear your voice. I want you to speak to me. And then he does. And then I ignored it. Now, I know that God speaks to each and every one of you. Amen? Now, that's not even close to what. Does God speak to the church? Does God speak to you? Amen. Amen. He does. Every day he does. So we just, we have to respond in kind back to what he's, what he's saying to us. So if there's something that we need to share with, there's something that we need to do. And it's not always about praying for somebody. Maybe it's about giving your time. Maybe it's about giving money. Maybe it's about giving a vehicle. Maybe it's, it's just something that God wants you to do. I don't know those things. That's between you and God. But when God spe- speaks it, the thing I do is know is you need to follow through. Because God's going to show you. Now, I could, I could really come down on myself and say, Oh, God, I missed you. I'm so sorry. I'm just a you know, man that I don't listen anymore. So I don't do that. I just say, God, please forgive me and allow me to be used again. Because that's what God wants to do is he wants to use us. See, it's not, it's not about me and it's not about you. It's about his person being shown through us. It's about his love being shown through us. Amen. So let's go on just a little bit. Where are we at, Corey? On 7, can we go to verse 8? As I watched, I saw tendons on them, then muscles appeared, and skin covered over them from above, but there was no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these corpses so that they may live. That's in verse 9. So I got to thinking about this whole thing and a parallel about the body of Christ in this area. And the Lord showed me North America. And he showed me Wisconsin. He showed me Minnesota. He showed me Iowa. showed me Illinois. And as I looked at the map, as I looked at the outline of the map, Do you know that that's almost dead center? Then it talks about the four winds. And I thought, oh my Lord, you have a plan for this area. I saw the winds coming from the north, from the east, from the west, and from the south. I should say north, south. (laughs) But I, I saw that. I thought, God, you have a plan. You have a plan for Wisconsin. You have a plan for this area. You have a plan for Minnesota. You have a plan for Iowa. You have a plan for Illinois. We're in the center of God's will right now. And we're going to begin to see the things that, you know, we talk about the mega churches that were down south and in all the things that went on their church. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's here. We have to be able to receive what God wants. I'm excited about that. Amen? 
God is doing such a thing and we don't even recognize it as the body of Christ, as the people, as the dry bones begin to knit together and as the anointing of God or the sinew of God begins to be added to the bone, it begins to grow and there's an awakening and there's a shaking and there's a moving that goes on. But God says, I'm not done yet. Let me breathe upon you that my spirit is in you and that you'll be able to go forth. Can you say amen to that? I tell you, I'm excited for these last days. I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited because he is the all in all. I'm excited because we live in such a time and such a place that we're able to speak the word if we would just believe. We're able to go forth if we just believe. Unbelief kills dreams. Unbelief kills destiny. God is our all in all. Can you say amen? Amen. Those are the things that I'm excited for because we have an opportunity in this day to set the captives free. We have an opportunity for the body of Christ to finally join together and do the very thing that he talked about long ago or the things that we've talked about. Oh, if the other churches would just be a part of. Oh, if the other churches would just be in tune with. Oh, if the other churches had healing. Oh, if the other churches prophesied. Look, we have to do our part in what God has called us to, to be able to even assume. Because here's what happens is while they aren't doing their part, we aren't going to do our part. This is where it starts. It starts here. It starts in the house of the Most High God. Amen? Amen. Am I saying we're better than anybody else? Absolutely not. All I'm saying is that God is in this time and in this move, and he wants us to be partakers of his spirit. And I'm telling you one thing that I just know because I've experienced it. God will give you whatever you need for the time you're in to do the thing that he has called you to do. Some of you are wondering, why is it that I know God spoke to me, but I don't see it? And I'm wondering, I'm wandering out in the desert. I'm wondering what God is doing. I'm, I'm wondering why it hasn't happened yet. I'm telling you, if God showed you, you'd be too afraid and you'd turn away anyway. And you'd walk away from the very thing that God has asked you to do. Because we become afraid. Because we don't know all the things that God is doing. But God is saying to his people to move out. You know, if we aren't moving, we're not doing anything. We're supposed to be the shakers. Amen? How many times have we heard that move that, or word that we're moving, we're shaking, or, you know, things, the word of God is going forth, and then out, it's great inside. Well, on the outside, we don't see the things. And I know that there's people that are doing that, but it's time for the church, for the body of Christ to unite together to do it. So I would say to you, I would say today to you, and, and, and Joe and his family are here, greet them, bless them, Pray for them. That's our responsibility to do that, to show our love to a brother that's fighting the same fight. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Amen. So I appreciate God. I appreciate everything he's doing. And now, well, let let me just finish. 
So I prophesied as I was commanded, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an extremely great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are all the house of Israel. Look, they are saying, our bones are dry, our hope has perished, we are cut off. How many times have we all said that? Therefore prophesy and tell them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, Look, I'm about to open your graves and will raise you from your graves, my people. I will bring you to the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, my people. I am excited about what God's doing. I'm excited because he's able to go out and he's, he's touching, he's moving among people, he's moving among the churches, and he's causing them to be united and to come together. Can you say amen? amen. Now I'm going to share the rest of the vision that I had last Sunday. So the first thing that I saw, again, is I saw the white horse, then I saw the rider, and then I saw the smoke, or what I thought was smoke behind, and it turned out to be clouds. And then I was able to look past that. And, I, and I'm telling you, I didn't see any faces. There were no faces on the riders, okay? So then I was able to look past that. And what I saw was thousands of other horses, thousands of other riders. And they were equipped with bows. I thought, that was kind of funny, being a bow hunter. I thought, well, that's really cool. And then I saw their quivers. And they were armed with lightning bolts. And then I was taken away from the scene. And I looked down upon earth. And I saw sickness, disease, famine, adultery, all forms of, I mean, every unimaginable thing that you can think of. I saw the name, but I... To, to explain to you this is, it is just hard. I saw the name, but they weren't names, they were demons. It was an. I knew what they were, but they were demons. But, and there was a name that was attached to them. Okay? So I saw all this on earth below, and they were having a party. Addictions. Lust. Having a good time on the earth. And then they looked up. And they were froze. I saw the, the riders as they, were, as they were charging forth and they, they put the lightning bolt in the bows. And I saw them shoot. I saw them hit the demons. And I'm telling you, they were not defeated. They were destroyed. We've seen small things of what God wants to do. We've heard testimonies of healings and how God did it. We have people in the body of Christ today that are crying out and saying, God, when is it my turn? When are you going to touch me? When are you going to make me whole? And the Lord spoke to me. 
Because I, I saw this. And I saw that they were defeated. And I said, God, why is my back still sore? And the Lord said to me, he says, do you believe? I said, yes, Lord. Do you have faith? I said, yes, Lord. Does it change? And I said, no, Lord, it doesn't change. That was all he spoke. My faith doesn't change in God because of the circumstance that's in my life. We still have the opportunity to go out and to believe what God is doing. Amen? Amen. We can either receive it or we can deny it. It's up to us, but I know in that vision that it was an army, the enemy wasn't defeated, it was destroyed. God did that. His army did that. It's not a thing anymore, church, of when is it my turn? When is it my turn? When are you going to heal me? When are you going to touch me? The time is now. We have an opportunity to receive the very thing that God speaks about to us. We have an opportunity to go forth in the kingdom of God. And if it isn't sickness and disease, if it isn't a financial thing, it's us stepping out into what God has called us into. Amen? Amen. We have an opportunity to do that. And it starts today. You know, God has done this for us today. He has allowed us to, to peek in and peek behind. And, and, and I, can, I can speak of the testimonies that God has done. Amen? Healings that have taken place. Amen? Amen? You know, God is taking care of the cancers. God is taking care of the addictions. God is taking care of the lust. God is taking care of all these things. Every day we have a testament. Do you know that, you know, when we talk about history that we make history every day. We have a personal history with Christ. I mean, it took me when I, when the Lord first spoke that to me, it took me a little bit and I thought, oh, (laughs) I have a history with you and I think of all the things in my life and all the things that I've done. It's like, oh. But then the Lord told me, he said, I came for you that you wouldn't have to carry that anymore. He said, my forgiveness is is as far as the east is from the west. And I walk in that. I'm telling you, I sin every day. But my father is greater. And what he's done for me, I can speak about every day and I can share about every day. We should have a testimony every day to share to people. We wonder, so we wonder sometimes, what do we share? What do we do? I'm telling you, you have a testimony every day. You have a testimony about being brought out from addictions. You have a testimony about being brought out from those things, the cancers, the sickness, the diseases, the financial things, every day. Instead of, why me, God? Send me, Lord. Amen? Amen. If I could have the worship team come forward. What we're going to do is if there's any of you that need a touch, 
there's any of you that want a touch, if there's any of you, and, and that's anything in your life, if there's sickness or if there's disease, if there's anything financial, if there's anything about where am I going, God, what's my next step, I want you to come forward. And we're going to pray for you. Amen? Amen? So let's do that. And we can start with a... Greg, Anna, could you come up here and help me, please? I need to let you know that I am so proud of my father. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to just crawl up on his lap and call him daddy. I'm thankful that he understands me because even he knows where I'm at and even when I'm wrong, even when I'm walking in sin, he understands. And he, he puts his arms around me and he says, it's okay, son. I'm thinking of, of a father that believes in me. He believes in my destiny. He believes in my dreams. I'm thinking for a daddy that he says, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am your healer. I'm thankful that I can call upon a God in anything and he answers my prayer because of who he is and what he did on the cross. I'm thankful for the lives of people that have come forward and say, no more. God, I'm all yours. I'm going forward with you because of what you've done for me. I'm thankful that we are no longer sitting in the pews. We're no longer waiting for somebody else to do the work of God. I'm thankful that we are moving forward. That we are the sons and the daughters of the Most High. I'm thankful that He has called me. I'm thankful that He has called you for such a time as this. I'm thankful that He has called me into battle. I'm thankful that He has girded me up, that He has given me the sword, that He has given me the word of the Lord. I am thankful that the enemy is defeated. I'm thankful that He is under my foot. I'm thankful He is under your foot under your feet I thank God for all that he's done I thank you for the healings that have taken place in the body of Christ I thank you for the many more that are going to today I thank you for Father God for you speaking and breathing and allowing your breath to go forward into the body of Christ I thank you for life I thank you for new beginnings I thank you for sin being cast behind us I thank you that we can come to the cross and we give it all to you, Lord. I thank you, Father God, that you did it all for me. We are a thankful people. The coolest part about it, God doesn't see a blemish on us. He sees us as whole, pure, white as snow. thank God for that. I thank God that he has made us a people that are ready to war. I thank God that he is allowing us to be joined together with others who don't believe. I thank God that he's using us as broken vessels to speak to those that need him more. I thank him for all the financial uh, 
opportunities that he's placed before us. I thank you that, Father God, in you, we are rich. We are healed. We are blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.